Oh, yeah, that is the unmistakable voice of Amanda Shaw doing a great job on the redo of the Mel McDaniel hit called Louisiana Saturday Night. Great performer. All right, uh, this hour, well, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to have a special guest joining us, Chad Adams, going to talk about his new book. He'll be doing a book signing later today in Metairie, but he'll also tell you how you can order one as a Christmas gift. It's called How to Walk in the Marsh. Very interesting book. I'm in the middle of it, reading it right now, and really enjoying it. Also got lots of fishing reports from Captain Mike Gallo. If you're a paddler, kayak interested, uh, Eric Mohabarak will join us for that, and uh, Ryan Lambert will be in the duck blind. Getting some good duck reports this week. Um, only thing is, you know, a lot of people are, are going out there, but uh, they're not expecting to find the birds because the reports were so dim to begin. Uh, here's the steel man. He's checking in with us from Gaydon, and he says last weekend's bird was slow on Saturday, but Sunday the front brought some new birds in, good numbers of teal, even a fair quantity of mallards. Uh, he's got deckhand number one, T-man, and him. I'm hoping the weather will have them flying low this morning. Happy hunting to you, Steel Man. Tell you what, we got quite a list of regular callers and listeners here that are on our list. If you'd like to get on there, uh, check in with and give us your specialty name. All right, here we have David from Mobile, Alabama. He's hoping everyone had a great Thanksgiving. He says, roll tide. He took three youngins out squirrel hunting the last two days, and it was their first time. They put a hurting on the squirrels in his hands, cleaning them. But they're going to be eating good today. Chicken fried squirrel for the ball game. Well, good for you, David, and uh, glad you got those kids out. It'd be better. I hope you got them to help you clean them. You need to teach them how to do that, not just hunt them, but how to clean and cook them. Uh, I'd rather see a kid with uh, a bloody squirrel in his hand than one of those little uh, iPads. All right, and we have uh, my oh, one of my regular nephew and grandnephew. They are quietly listening, waiting for a deer this morning. That's Drew and Adam. Good luck to you guys. All right, here's a text from 9854. It says, Paul Prudhomme is the inventor of the turducken. Glenn was in grammar school when Paul was serving him at the Labob Creole. Glenn did make them famous with John Madden. Uh, Paul Prudhomme did claim that he was the inventor of it. I'm not sure who the real inventor was. Uh, Glenn Mistage is the guy that put him on the map. But actually, if memory serves me correctly, Stuffed birds, in stuffed birds, in stuffed birds actually dates back to medieval times. And one of the birds they used was a bustard, which is nearly extinct. It it used to roam uh, in Britain, in Great Britain, in the early medieval times, and it was a very popular bird to eat. And they're trying to bring them back, but uh, that that went on well before Glenn Mistich and Paul Prudhomme were even thought about. But anyway, that's kind of the story on that. All right, if you want to shoot us a text like these folks, it's 504-260-1870. That'll get it in there. Also want to remind you, uh, use the text to tag for your deer harvest. Uh, you can put it in your L.A. wallet. You can have your licenses there. And when you want to text a deer, all you do, you take got to take a picture of it with your phone. Go into your account at louisianaoutdoors.com. Go to the e-tag, electronic tag, text to tag. And then you can sign up. And then what you need to do, you can just, you know, text it and validate it right there on your phone. Now, if there's no service where you are, and that can happen, or if you're like me and you're old school and you want to keep using the paper tags and validate them, they have changed the phone number to validate the tag. So you might want to make a note of that. 
And what you have to do in Louisiana, if you kill a deer, you have to tag it immediately before it leaves. Put your tag on it, the physical tag, or use the text to tag if you're doing it by phone. And then call that number, which is now 225-267-9998, and validate it. They will ask you a few simple questions, the date, whether it was a buck, doe, and uh, the parish where you harvested and you got to do that either online or by phone within 72 hours of once the animal is taken. All right, uh, you can find out more information on the website on how to do all that. When we come back after this, Mike Gallo is going to tell us how to catch some fish in the Lakes Pontchartrain, Lake Catherine, the Mr. Go, Biloxi Marsh, Have Boat, Will Travel. He's back with us. In three minutes on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got some more good duck reports coming in, too. Uh, Mike Smith down in Delacro had a good season so far. I'll be hunting with he and uh, Captain Martha. We're going to be going out this Wednesday, and we'll have a report on that for you. Uh, glad to hear that uh, Louisiana's finally got a few birds in the state. All right, let's talk to Captain Mike Gallo. He gives us uh, some duck reports on occasion with his Born on the Bayou report. It's a... Sponsored by CETO, where for $199 a year, what an excellent Christmas gift it is, you can get the recipient unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins. If they got electrical problems, they'll go out and get them jumped up and running. Whatever it takes to get you back safely, CETO is there. They're just like having AAA on the water. What they're selling and what you're buying is peace of mind for you and your loved ones. And to do it, one phone call will get you signed up. Captain Chris, 504-301-4545. Or it's even easier if you go online, just click CETO.com. He'll get you all signed up or the person that you're gift-giving for. Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, you fishing this morning in this foggy conditions, or are you going to kind of wait it out? Well, we canceled our trip Wednesday afternoon. My client was driving in from Tennessee, and he and his son generally fish with me the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. So with that gloom and doom forecast, we decided to uh, reschedule for a better time. Yep, probably a wise things to do. How have you done uh, leading up to this weekend? It's been a productive week, Don. Our, uh, we've had a warm-up in our temperatures, which consequently raises the water temperatures, and the trout have become more active seeing birds diving on shrimp in several different areas. So it's a, it's been a very productive time. Uh, most of my fish have been coming from shallow areas, which are very close to deeper areas. The cold we had last week drove a lot of those fish into deep water, and they're still sort of hanging out close to that area. But as the water temperatures warm up, they'll move on to flats or venture, not too far from the deep, but pretty close by and helps you target them a little bit. You know, I crossed the uh, twin spans a couple times this week, and there were some pretty good sea conditions, uh, but just no boats, nobody fishing there. What's going on there? Is just an absence of fish, a fisherman going somewhere else? Nothing. Well, I went Tuesday. I had some clients that um, didn't care what we caught, and I'm thinking, you know, it's it's got to be time. If you've fished those bridges, you know, and all, as long and hard as I have over the years, it's an odd thing that you'll go one day fishing four different spots and just not catch very much at all, not enough to make you want to go back. And then two days later, you load the boat. 
Now, I didn't load the boat yesterday, but Tuesday we made a 45-minute drift. We caught two speckled trout, on both on plastics. We caught a redfish on live shrimp, and we caught a freshwater catfish on a live shrimp. And we decided to continue moving. We did a lot of moving on Tuesday. Anyway, yesterday, having the day off and the rain passing through by about 8 o'clock, I called a local friend of mine and decided to go check the bridges. And um, we did pretty well. We ended up with 17 beautiful speckled trout. And we probably could have caught as many bull reds as we wanted to. We actually left to stop catching bull reds after, I believe, four doubles. They would come through the area and catch you and drag you into the bridge and break you off. Or you'd pull them away from the bridge with the trolling motor where you could catch them. But obviously, we were trying to target speckled trout. And the reality is we want those bull reds to spawn and provide us with slot size reds that we can enjoy in the marsh. How do you explain that inconsistency? That one day, 45 minutes, and you barely get a bite, and then all of a sudden, 17 really nice trout on one, you know, just a couple days later. What What is the difference? Well, I believe that they're following shrimp. And shrimp, as we've talked about in the past, do not necessarily hang out around structure. They just sort of free range throughout the estuary. And those trout and redfish will follow the shrimp. When we get, usually when we get three good cold fronts, it'll push the majority of the shrimp out of the lake. And without those shrimp being in the lake, the fish will fall back onto the bridges because the bridges will have fin fish and different sources of food for those trout and redfish to feed on. So when the shrimp leave is when the action gets better at the bridges for us. Got it. Well, it makes sense. And you're the, you're the, you're the forensic fisherman. <laughs> Mike, if somebody wants to book a trip with you and learn a whole lot about fishing and techniques, uh, I know you got your website, aaofla.com, which got a lot of detail and pictures. You can also find you on my site, dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And if they want to call and talk about dates and prices and no fish, no pay, tell them how to get you. Very simple, Don. You can reach me at 985-781-7811. And just curious, when the shrimp have moved out, I know you examine stomach contents on the fish you catch. What do you find in them? You usually find, well, depends on how soon. We caught a redfish yesterday that um, when we put him in the net, he spit up a white trout, maybe about Mm -hmm. a five-inch white trout. Um, a lot of the, the speckled trout that we were able to catch had shrimp in their stomachs, or you would see the skeleton of some sort of fin fish that they had consumed earlier. Uh, I do check stomach contents. Odd that you bring that up. On Wednesday, we caught a nice freshwater catfish, and his stomach was really full. And when I checked his stomach contents, he had shrimp, one pogey, and a chicken bone. I guess somebody <laughs> threw a chicken bone in the water, and that first what a catfish ate it. Yeah, they're not picky like me. If you examine my stomach contents, you'd find uh, honey ham, 
turkey, chocolate pecan pie, uh, cornbread dressing, shrimp melaton, be quite a quite a selection. And hopefully no bones. Mike, always a pleasure. We'll catch up with you next week. I hope you have a good week of fishing. Thank you, Don. Looking forward to it, and we'll talk to you then. All right. Captain Mike Gallo, our Born on the Bayou guy. All right, coming back next is Captain Merrick Mohabarak, the peddler. No, not that kind of peddler. He peddles his kayak and keeps his hands free. We'll be back to talk to him right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And for those of you who like to get up close and personal with your fish, we have uh, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's Paddler's Report, a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find three locations, Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, also Covington, best kayak fishing models, and lots and lots of stocking stuffers if you've got a paddler on your Christmas gift list. And one of the field reporters is Captain Eric Mohabarak. He joins us now. And, Eric, boy, I love that information. Daryl Carpenter was reporting from Grand Isle with uh, redfish, trout, and sheephead right there on the side of the road down Highway 1. Yeah, that's, that's it's time of year. Get out there and uh, get them. Um, and then, you know, uh, like uh, Mike also said, you know, they're changing over to fin fish and stuff, you know, so use your suspended baits. Uh, maybe some twitch baits, maybe some mirrodon, stuff like that. And you may accidentally pull out a bigger speckled trout, you know. So it's a good time of year to do that over that area. It's really easy access for the uh, kayak fishermen and also the bank fishermen, too. you got kids and you don't have a kayak or a boat, it's a good place you can go throw some bait right there. Fish along them bridges, you catch you some sheephead most probably, too. Yep, and you just got to be careful of the traffic if you're on that Highway 1. You know, it can... Uh... Get a little tight yeah. there. you got to find you a good, safe place. Uh, Eric, you've got the Louisiana yeah. Kayak Company, uh, one of the few people that does yeah. kayak trips. If someone uh, yeah. is calling you and they want to go out and do a winter-type trip, where are some of the places you would take them? Well, me, I fish down Highway 23, and um, it's getting to the, to the point where I'm going to start fishing a little bit further up the road. Um, if we get the right cold front, I'm waiting for Myrtle Grove to pop on fire. Uh, they are catching a few fish in the marshes still and in the cuts up there around Myrtle Grove. But, you know, that traditional good cold snap and it drops that water temperature and the water goes out and all them fish get right there in the main canal. I'm really waiting on that, you know. Uh, so that, that's a good thing. I, Eric, for people that want to do uh, maybe not the, you know, we call it the, the Cajun sleigh ride when the bull reds pull yeah. the kayaks, but uh, there's one that probably pulls you a little faster. We're talking about the Jack Ravel, and uh, if somebody wants to target those this time of year, where would be a good place if they're looking for something, not to bring home to cook and eat, but something that's going to really right. put up a fight from a kayak? Don, pretty much after the first few fronts, uh, it, it kind of they kind of leave the area. I'm not saying you won't catch one here or there, but but you know, like like Ponce Train, Grand Isle, stuff like that. Those those jacks tend to move out, you know. Um, you know, and and you, know, you can catch one, but it, it's very rare this time of year. You know, it's it's pretty much over with until back to the summertime. Eric, do you ever do any freshwater yeah. tours? Uh, no, I don't because I'm just not good enough at it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I get lucky and I caught a big fish last year, but I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really do any freshwater tours at all. It's just, it's, I'm just not good enough for that. <laughs> to play well, that you know, they really yeah. don't have a lot of uh, bass fishing guys. They do up at Toledo Bend, but down here you don't find very many. And I think that's part of the problem is it takes a little bit of finesse on the client's part. To be able to catch those yeah. uh, those bass, and you know, it's not it, it's not that conducive. When you go out and put a shrimp on and throw it out there, and you're going to get something to take your bait when you saltwater fish. Sure, it's sure. so much easier. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true, Don. That's true. You know, I do have something else to put out there that uh, that deserves a little recognition with the club. Um, and I kind of want to fit this in, but uh, Ryan Alleman is the new Bayou Coast uh, Angler of the Year and Champion of the Year. Uh, they had that that the annual championship last weekend down in uh, Cocodry, and yeah, he rough weather too. Oh, it was miserable. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they fished and I didn't. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they, they, he caught a redfish, which is pretty impressive. Uh, nine point, uh, I think it was two, three pounds. It was nine and a half pound uh, legal slot redfish. And it's like everybody's talking about that loaded with shrimp, and you'll find a finfish or something. I forget how many shrimp he said he had in the belly, but um, he caught that one on a, a popping cork with a uh, it's a slim shady saltwater uh, salt strong bait, uh, but under a popping cork, and he caught that, and then he uh, ended up catching another one on a black and short truce. Uh He kind of fished. He said he started off uh, north of the bay because that's where he found some clear water before the band started. But uh, he's the only uh, second person to ever actually win, uh, you know, Angler of the Year and uh, 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 Champion of the Year. Uh, the other, of course, would be Steve Lassard, and well, we know about his recognition. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Ryan. That's quite an accomplishment. And I tell you what, to get a 9.23-pound, 26-inch uh, or under-27-inch uh, redfish, that's quite an accomplishment. That's a fat boy, they call him. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that's a fat boy, for sure. I like catching them when they fight like that. Well, Eric, give us your contact information. If somebody wants to familiarize themselves with kayak fishing, you've got the kayaks, and if they've got the time, you can take them out and show them the ropes and show them the lines and the baits and how to do it. How do they get you? That's right. Well, they can get me on your website. That's easy enough to find us. Uh, and then um, you can look on Facebook, the Louisiana uh, Kayak Company, or on Instagram, same thing. The number's all over the place on that. Or just really pick up the phone, 504-313-8292. Well, before you go, you are kind of a, a amateur gourmet chef. What did you cook for Thanksgiving? What was your meal? Well, Don, I treated myself special. Um, I did a, 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 a ribeye, a prime ribeye that I had uh, aged, for uh, a dry aged for 48 hours. And uh, I have a friend of mine who, who was a professional butcher who worked at a, one of the nicest restaurants in the city who kind of led me along the way and also I've seen some videos on it. And it actually came out like melting in your mouth. It was unbelievable. And that's probably the best steak I've ever cooked in my, my entire life. It was really good. So I did steak. I had a little little camus, uh, did some Rutherford for an appetizer, and uh, had a great day. Sounds good. Thanks for the report. As always, Captain Eric, we'll talk to you next time, my friend. All right. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you later. All right. Captain Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company. Check him out on Facebook. All right. We come back after this. Uh, boy, it was a tough choice on picking a bad boy. I had quite a selection. Uh, I had, well, you'll hear this probably next week. We had some uh, illegal ducks being taken and something we haven't happened in quite a few years. Used to get them all the time. Black bear, illegally killing bear in Louisiana. We had a case of that this week. You'll hear about that next week. But this week's guy, eh, he wasn't much on deer hunting regulations. His story is next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got another good duck report in. This one's from our friend Roland Cortez, who is a Louisianian, but he hunts a lot up in Arkansas around the Stuttgart area. 
And he is up at Dave's Bayou Outfitters and Lodging. He says the ducks have been good. Limits almost every day. And the speckled belly geese. That's been good, too. So thanks, Roland, for that report. And uh, as I mentioned, Mike Smith and Delacroix, uh, he's got some good duck hunts going on over there, too. So it's good to, good to finally get back into some good duck hunting after several years of uh, kind of a drought here in Louisiana. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you about a guy. Uh, I guess we call this the case of the trashy deer hunter he's next but first we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with don dubuque radio network oh louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries enforcement agents corporal michael cook sergeant toby myers and senior agent dalton harrington cited cole knighton for hunting from a moving vehicle taking door deer during illegal hours failing to tag deer failing to validate deer harvest, taking deer from a public road, and simple littering in Caddo Parish for alleged deer hunting violations on November 2nd. Now, the agents got a complaint about litter and illegally taking deer there in the parish. After investigating the complaint, they found trash on top of a levee that led them to Knighton. They went to his house with the litter evidence, and he admitted it was his trash. The agents then questioned Knighton further, and he admitted to illegally taking four antlerless deer and three antler deer within the past two years. Knighton did not tag any of the deer, took some of the deer at night and some from a moving vehicle and a public road. The agents seized two sets of deer antlers in association with the case, which one of you can see on my Facebook page. And if convicted, facing criminal fines of up to $2,600, up to 120 days in jail, eight hours of riding on a trash pickup truck doing trash duty, and another whopping $12,189 in civil restitution, the replacement value of the seven illegal deer is 19-year-old, hope he's got a good income, but probably don't, Cole Knighton of Mira, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, I got to tell you, it never ends, huh? Yeah, next week we're going to talk about uh, a black bear killing in Louisiana, and we had a rash of those a few years ago. It seemed like... Every month I was reporting on someone killing a black bear. Most of them were solved. A couple of them have never been solved. I remember one genius uh, killed one. He uh, took the hide off of it and stored it in his freezer on what he was going to do with it. I don't know if he was going to make a rug or get a mount done. But he didn't realize it had a transponder in it, Uh, one of those... uh, detecting devices, a telemetry, radio telemetry device where the bear was being tracked everywhere it went, and it led the agents right to his freezer where the bear hide was there. (laughs) Yep, they're not the smartest folks, that's for sure. All right, we come back after this. uh, Let's check out what Ryan Lambert's doing. I'm sure he's uh, either in the duck blind or getting a boat ready, probably enjoying Thanksgiving. Maybe he took the weekend off. We'll find out. You never know. Captain Ryan Lambert, we call him... The Plastic Man, because he doesn't like to get those shrimp on his hands when he fishes. Back with his report after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you fish with him, uh, don't expect to use shrimp unless you really ask him very, very nicely, because he likes that plastic (laughs) stuff. We're talking about Captain Ryan Lambert. Ryan, you in the duck blind this morning or getting the boat ready or taking off for the holiday? 
Well, we got six six guys out duck hunting, so that left me out. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they threw me to the curb today. So uh, I'm going to catch some fish. It's um, so the river was supposed to go all the way to five, but now they got it down to where it's only going to go to four one. We might get lucky because four is that magic number where it pushes the trout out. But boy, I'm hoping we get lucky and the saltwater wedge stays because man, we are we are really doing well with the fish. They got everything's in there: trout, reds, uh, sheephead, bass, white trout, stripers, flounders. I mean, it's all in there right now. It's, it's really fun. It's been a long time since we had that. You know, ten years since the river's been low, but uh, it's been good. The duck hunting this week wasn't so good, you know, because we had all that northeast wind that pushed the water too high, and it covered up the food where those dabblers couldn't get it. So they you know, hightailed it out of here, but they they're back now. So they, you know, <laughs> ducks move around so much. I don't think people quite know how much they move around, but they can just pick up and go to North Louisiana tonight and feed and come back in the morning. You know. Well, being that you had that high water, uh, do you have the redheads and the canvasback and the dogrees down there yet? The diving ducks that really not, doesn't affect them as not, much. Not, not like they're going to be in the second split. Normally, the second split is when we'll really get a lot of redheads and canvas backs in. So I've seen a few, but, but it's not like it's going to be. You know, we'll have, you know, some ringnecks and, and lots of redheads and canvas backs. You know, the opening day of the second split, we usually have a, a really good day with those. So, And then later in the year, they'll be here because I don't think Catahoula's doing so well. So when it, it's not quite right, we get a lot of them here. So I'm looking forward to that. And I just hope that we can get two two more weeks out this river, too. Yeah, before it really jumps up. Um, you know, I don't know if you actually keep some kind of any official count, but what would you say is the number one duck that your customers leave with to get mounted? Would it be a pintail maybe? What would, pintail. What would you say? Pintail and redheads. Pintail, redheads, and canvasbacks. And a lot of green wing teal. Yeah, and, and a lot are, of people are... want a blue wing, but I tell them, you know, don't do that until, you know, January when they get their plumage right. But, but uh, lots of redheads, canvas backs, and uh, and pintail, and a widgeon too. A widgeon, if you get a good male widgeon, they want that. But I think pintail is the number one thing because people don't have wi- pintails like we have them here in New Mexico. Yeah, and uh, the limitations on them have been really tight, so it's kind of rare sometimes when you get the opportunity to take them. And it is, it's a beautiful bird. But you're right, you know that little green wing teal and full plumage. That's a beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Blue wing too is just magnificent. You know, you get them down in Mexico in February, you ought to see that. Oh my gosh, it's even got aqua on the on the back. It's just absolutely magnificent looking bird. You know, yeah, you don't get many wood ducks down there by you, do you? Because you just don't have the trees. No. I guess if you were close, we get to it, the We get them in teal season when we can't shoot them, and then as soon as the big duck season, you won't see a one. Yeah, you know, they I fly went, up and uh, down that river a good bit. I went wood duck hunting in the swamp last Sunday, and uh, one of the guys was telling me he shot one with a uh, band on it that came from Kansas, a wood duck from Kansas to Pearl River. Really? That's crazy. I I had some squealers in my yard yesterday, believe it or not. I I couldn't believe it. I said, I guess they just here and stopped by to see if he had some corn out. (laughs) (laughs) Still hanging around. (laughs) Miss Carmen run out there to put some corn for him, boy. She loves them ducks. Golly. She she was hoping they would come back and eat. They went on the other point. She said, come on back. Come on, y'all. Come on, eat. (laughs) Well, how was your Thanksgiving dinner? 
Oh, my God, we had so much food. Even I couldn't eat a, a smidgen of everything. Man, them girls cook. And I think that's the least I've ever eaten for Thanksgiving in my life. I just couldn't couldn't go no more. <laughs> this old age is, is bad when you can't eat four plates of Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> four plates? Uh, I can go two. Back in my uh, younger days, it. we'd wear that out. As soon as it got eaten in time, we'd go get that turkey sandwich with the dressing and cranberry. I didn't even do that. Yeah. time in my life, I never ate a turkey sandwich in the evening. But I got the yeah. bad cold, so... You know, I, I'm going to call. I'm going to call that. That's the reason because, yeah, this cold beat me up. So we had a little yeah. fog this morning. I got woke up by the foghorns in the river, but it's not bad right now. I'm getting ready to go hook up a boat and go catch some trout. And uh, Martha got canceled this morning. She's going to told her she could come fish trout, but she's going to look for a pig instead. So <laughs> nonstop around here. Yeah, I know. I know. Great time to be down there. All right, well, have a good one, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time, my friend. Uh, if somebody wants to give you a call, tell them how to get you on that cell phone. I've been in the blind with you when you answer it. Yeah, also, the the redfish in the right spot to do that fly fishing trip, so we'll have to line that up with Chris. Uh, they can call oh, me at right. 504. They can get me at 504-559-5111, and uh, we'll take care of it. Uh, but the All big right. bull reds are in there, so we have to go make that show. All right, well, tell Sarah to hang around, and uh, don't kill all the ducks, and we'll be down there soon. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, that's uh, Captain Ryan Lambert. We call him the Plastic Man. All right, coming back after this, if you're stumped, uh, even if you're not stumped, you just want to get a great Christmas gift, we're going to be joined by a guy named Chad Adams. He's an author of a book called How to Walk in the Marsh. That's the title, but there's a lot more to it. He'll tell you all about it and where he's going to be doing a book signing later this morning. We'll be right with with Chad right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I got a text message in. Someone wanted to know who the most famous football player you went fishing with other than Hokey Gajon. Well, other than old Hokey, uh, just coming to mind, and maybe others, Stan Brock, Hobie Brenner, if you remember those two guys. Uh, had a really good funny trip with Hobie. He caught a, a Jack Corvell that took him around the boat about six times. But there were so many others. Uh, which one was the most famous? I don't know. I guess that depends on the fan. Also have uh, Bro James and Hammond said he killed a banded wood duck in Caldwell Parish on what they call Beth Wildlife Management up there. That's how I pronounce it. We pronounce it Buff down here. Anyway, it was hatched in Clear Lake, Iowa. So not all wood ducks are born and raised in the state where they are. A lot of them are non-migratory, but a lot of other ones migrate just like other species. All right, speaking of ducks and marshes, How to Walk in the Marsh, a book by Chad Adams. Uh, Chad joins us now. He's going to tell us about his book and also where he's going to be doing a book signing if you'd like to pick one up for yourself or for someone on your Christmas list. Chad, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Don. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know you didn't get into the duck blind this morning. Maybe you're missing it. But tell us about your book, How to Walk in the Marsh. What is it about? Yeah, so I heard you earlier talking about how it might surprise you that, you know, I guess you were implying it's not a a how-to guide, although I think that once readers read the book, they would definitely know how to walk in the marsh if they've never done that before. But my my book, the title is actually a metaphor for how to walk in a life. It's another way for how to walk in a life, and it's a fictional story based on true life experiences that I've had over the years fishing with my dad and um, hunting with friends and it's about the bond between a father and a son. It's uh, it's it's the magic in between the hunt, I guess you would say. You know, we, we tend to think as hunters um, and reminisce mostly about the magic of 
of the hunt, the shot that we make or the fish that we catch. But in between, there's those memories uh, that you make with your friends, with your, with your father, the bond between a father and a son. And in this book, it's about the life lessons that the father teaches the son that eventually the son carries on into his life as an adult. It kind of spans, the story spans about 20 or so years, and the son faces some adversity in his life, and he, and he channels the lessons that his father taught him from the duck blind um, to, to overcome that adversity. Well, I, I got to tell you, Chad, I don't know if it was mentioned what the dad's occupation was. If it did, I missed it, or maybe it's going to come up later in the book. I don't know what he did professionally, but I tell you what, he could have been a child psychiatrist because he was very wise in the way that he developed his child and, and, and taught him lessons about walking in the marsh and a lot of other things in life. Yeah, thank you, Don. No, I, I don't know that it ever really occurred to me. I mean, you know, you and I talked. I have an HR background, so we dabble um, a little bit in, you know, the psychology of things. So maybe that's what I was channeling there, but never really thought about uh, what Skip Guillory's uh, occupation would be. Just knew he was a good dad. It definitely was a very wise dad. Um, you're going to be at NOLA Gifts doing a book signing this afternoon. T- give us a time and the location of where that's going to take place. Yes, Enola Gifts is at 5101 West Esplanade. It's in the same strip mall as Austin's Restaurant. I think, you know, most of our listeners, especially in our area, are familiar with where Austin's is. So it's right there on the corner of of that strip mall. I'll be there from 1 to 3. I know we've got some rain forecasted, but please come on out. Um, If you've already got the book, bring it. Um, I'll personalize it and sign it. Uh, Kim over there, she's been a great partner with me. She's got plenty of books stocked and We'll sign them, and, uh, you know, if you've read it, come tell me how you feel about it. If you haven't read it, I think this book is going to inspire, especially if you've got an outdoorsman in your family or, you know, I've, I've heard from people who are not outdoors enthusiasts that are reading the book and just feel inspired by the message, and that warms my heart. Well, anyone that uh, is a hunter and has young children uh, definitely needs to read this book. There's some real-life lessons, not just for the kids, but for them in there. Um, Chad, if someone can't get by for the book signing today, uh, they can go by there later at NOLA Gifts on West Esplanade. But if they would like to order it online, how do they do that? Uh, They go to Amazon.com, and uh, being that it's a very unique name, I promise you if you type in How to Walk in the Marsh and pretty much any search engine, this is the only thing that's going to come up. So, but – the book is for sale on Amazon.com. Um, you could buy the, the uh, paperback hard copy for twelve ninety nine. If you've got Prime, it'll come to you in about two days. If you don't have Prime, uh, less than a week. So plenty enough time for, for that stock and stuffer for Christmas. Um, I've also got the Kindle ebook out there if uh, you're an ebook reader. Um, and then I'm working on a hardcover as well. A lot of people have asked me about a hardcover. The, uh, the cover art is an old picture of me and my son uh, paddling out in the marsh on one of his first hunts, and I just want to make sure that that specs out okay. But we'll have hardcover as well. But Amazon.com is the way to go, Don. Very good. Chad, if you could, I'd like to invite you Monday to come by Southside Cafe if you're not busy uh, over in Slidell. Maybe bring a book or two and uh, meet some people over there and uh, talk to us a little bit over at the cafe doing happy hour with the book. I think that'd be fun. Would love to do that, Don. Let's just talk about it, and I'll be happy to, to fit that into my schedule. All right. Hopefully folks can get by and see you. 1 to 3 p.m., NOLA Gifts on West Esplanade. The book is called How to Walk in the Marsh. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for uh, the book, Chad, and also thanks for joining us. Good luck on it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks to you and your team, Don. Very much appreciated.
Right, welcome. Chad Adams, the author of the book How to Walk in the Marsh. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, you hear Reed Alleman singing us out. Uh, boy, what a quick two hours this was. Well, we'll get to do it again next week. Tune us in. Find us on a station near you at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, or you can always catch us on the live stream at Odyssey.com. Have a great weekend. Take care of that leftover turkey. Get out there and do some fishing and hunting and take the kids, and we'll see you next week right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.